Chapter Twenty Nine of the Legends and Myths of Hawaii. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Legends and Myths of Hawaii by King David Kalakua. The Story of Laikawai, Part 2. 3. The King and Queen of Kauai, both dying a short time after the events just before recorded, they left the sovereignty of the island to their son, Kekakelua Koa. They also left his charge a magical bamboo, Ohi, called Kanikawai and enjoined upon him a promise to seek out and marry Laikawai, of whom many reports had reached Kauai. The new king ordered an immense fleet of canoes for his trip to Hawaii, and sailed in the month of Maumiu, or August. At Makahanaloa he saw the rainbow over Kiu, and sailed thither. Waka foresaw his coming and advised Laikawai to marry him and become the queen of a whole island. After waiting four days, Laikawai and her kahu, the hunchback, went down to Kiu and watched the king and his two favorite companions sporting in the surf. They knew the king by not his carrying his own surfboard when he landed. She returned to Palui and informed Waka that she would accept him for a husband. Waka then arranged that Kikaluwa should go at sunrise the next morning and play in the surf alone, that a dense fog should settle down, under cover of which Laikawai would join him in the surf that when the fog raised, the two would be seen by all riding in together on the same roller, and then they were to touch noses. A fog would again envelop them, and then birds would bear the pair to Palui. She was forbidden to speak to any one after leaving the house. Now it appears that Halalanini, a young man of Puna, noted for his debaucheries, had often seen Laikawai at Kew, and ardently longed to possess her. Learning that she was about to marry the king of Kauai, he implored his sister Malio to exert her magical powers in his behalf. She consented, and by her direction they both went to sleep, and when they awoke related to each other their dreams. She dreamed that they saw a bird building a nest and leaving it in the possession of another, which was a sure omen in favor of Hanaini. Malio declared that her magic powers would prevail over those of Waka, and gave her brother minute instructions, which he strictly observed as will appear. They went to the beach and saw Kikalakaluakiwa swimming alone in the surf. Soon the fog of Waka settled down on the land. A clap of thunder was heard as Laikawai reached the surf. A second peal resounded. 
invoked by Maleo. The fog lifted, and three persons instead of two were seen in the surf. This was noted with surprise on shore. When the first roller came, the king said, Let us go ashore, and he rode in on the breaker with Laikawai, while Halaani remained behind. At that moment the king and his companion touched noses. Three times they rode in on the waves, while Halaani, as directed by his sister, remained outside among the rollers. The fourth time Laikawai asked the king why he desired to repeat the sport so often. Because, said he, I am not used to the short surf. I prefer to ride on the long rollers. The fifth was to be the last time for the Kauai king and his promised bride. As soon as the two started for the shore, Halakaini seized Laikawai by the feet and held her back, so that the surfboard slipped from her grasp, and Kikalukalokia was borne to the shore without her. She complained of the loss of her surfboard, and it was restored to her. Halakaini persuaded her to swim farther out to sea with him, telling her not to look back, as he would let her know when they reached his surf. After swimming for some time, she remonstrated, but he induced her to continue on with him. At last he told her to look back. Why, she said in amazement, the land is out of sight, and Kumakahi, the sea god, has come to stir the waves. This is the surf of which I told you, he replied. We will wait and go in on the third roller. Do not in any case let go of your surf board. Then he prayed to his patron deity, and the breakers began to rise. As the third came thundering on, he exclaimed, Pakua, and mounting the roller, they started for the shore. Laikawai was in the overhanging arc of the wave, and looking up, saw Halikaini poised with great still on the crest. At that moment she began to yield to the seductive fascination of Halakaini. As they came in, Waka supposed her companion to be Kekalualokuia, and she sent down the birds in the fog, and when it cleared away, Laikawai and Halaiani were occupants of the feather house at Palui, where their union was consummated. Waka wondered why her granddaughter did not come to her that night or the next day, as had been promised, and the day following she went to the house to learn if anything serious had happened. Laikawai and her husband were soundly sleeping. Waka was enraged, for the man was not the one she had selected. Waking her granddaughter and pointing to the man, she exclaimed, Who is this? Kikalukalokiwa was the answer. No, returned Waka. This is Halakinini, the brother of Malio. Angered at the deception, Waka declared that she would deprive Laikawai 
of her powers and privileges and desired never to behold her face again abandoning laikawai waka resolved to assume the charge of her twin sister laikiholi and wed her to the king of Kauai. she had been left as it will be remembered with the priest of kukalanloko on the island of oahu to this end waka had a new house erected and borrowing a double canoe from kika lukalokiwa sailed at once for oahu arriving at kukaniloko she offered a pig as a propitiation and explained her errand to kappa kaluha who approved her plans and delivered laikohilohi into her charge after an absence of thirty-three days waka returned to kiu with the sister of laikawai at her command the fog gathered and they were secretly borne by birds to their new house at paului within three days she had a consultation with kika luka lo kiu in relation to his marriage with laikohiloi she directed him to build a large kilu shed and there assemble the people of the district that the ceremony might be celebrated with becoming pomp meanwhile hali kalini had seen laikohiloi and determined to secure her for himself with this object he persuaded laikawai to go down to kiu with him for a few days of sea bathing leaving her faithful attendants behind arriving there he told her that he was about to visit his sister malio and if he did not return in two days she might consider him dead on the twelfth day the five sisters went down to kiu and joined their mistress in wailing over her husband whom she believed to be dead soon after they all had dreams of hali ani with another woman and concluded to cease their mourning and return to palini hali ani visited his sister and induced her to insist him in his designs concerning laylohilohi she advised him to watch for her for four days and report his observations he did so and reported that her chief occupation was stringing lehua flowers and he climbed a tree to observe her while his sister sounded the pulei or tea-leaf trumpet five times and again five times but laylohilohi did not take the slightest notice of it the next morning they went there again and he climbed a tree with a mass of lehua blossoms and threw them down before her while his sister played the hano a sweet-toned wind instrument this attracted the attention of laiholihi and without seeing the musician she expressed her thanks the morning following they repeated these maneuvers three times then laiholihi spoke and said if the musician is a woman 
let us touch noses with this malio showed herself and proposed that she should touch noses with her brother first this angered her and she ordered both of them to leave malio admitted her failure but promised to resort to supernatural agencies and win Lohi for her brother on her wedding day as had been done with laikawai about this time waka went down to communicate to kikalukalokiwa her program for the marriage ceremonies fixed for the day following he was to order the people and his court to assemble at the appointed place and at noon was to retire to his own house she would then cover the land with a thick mist and the singing of birds would be heard first the quack of the alley and the chirp rupping of iwawaki on hearing which he would step without the house next he would hear the singing of the oo which would indicate that she was about to send him lai lo he lohi then would be heard the notes of the iwi polena and his bride would be near him lastly he would hear the singing of the kahuli and they would meet apart from the assemblage when thunder would peal the earth would quake and the people would tremble then the two would be borne upward by birds the mist would clear away and they would be seen resting upon the birds in glory lei kawaii and the five sisters were anxious to witness the coming display of which they had heard and kahalompauna engaged to the mu god kihaunuilulomku to convey them thither at the appointed time malio assured her brother again that her power would prevail over the efforts of waka and the preliminaries of the ceremony began at noon kekakaluluakua dressed as became the occasion entered his house as had been arranged he heard the singing of birds came forth in the fog and awaited the coming of his bride a clap of thunder followed when the fog lifted and laikohilohi and halaani were seen rising in the air on the wings of birds laikahui and her attendants witnessed the ascension sitting on the tongue of the great moo believing that he had again lost his bride kikalukalokiwa sought waka to chide her for the failure she is not his yet said waka for she has obeyed my command not to speak to or touch noses with him and to reassure the king she offered to stake her life that all would yet be well as they approached the place of assembly waka again enveloped it in fog and immediately sent kikalukalokiwa upward in the air on the wings of birds when the fog cleared away kikalukalokiwa and laikilohi were behold sitting together 
upborne by birds, and the multitude shouted, Hawa na lui'i, the chiefs are married. When Waka heard these acclamations, she appeared before the congregation and denounced Laikawai in the most opprobrious terms. The latter departed in shame and rage, and was carried by the mu, together with the five sisters, to Ola, where she took up her residence. Haliani's misdemeanors finally brought him into great contempt, and he was despised and condemned by all. The Kauai king returned home with his bride, taking with him Waka. On their way, they stopped at Wahu to take on board the priest Kapu Kai Hoa, who became the prime minister of Kauai. 4. The sisters of Awokapua, chagrined at what had befallen their mistress, resolved to send Kahalaopana to Kilalohilani, in a far distant land, to bring their brother Keonhiokala to marry Laikawai, in order that she might triumph over Waka. Accordingly, she started on her voyage, being carried by the gigantic mu god Kihanulumoko. Meantime, Laikawai and her train made a pleasure trip around Hawaii, first to Kau, then to Kona, and next to Kohala. Becoming discouraged, the old prophet of Kauai had left Kahiwahili, Hawaii, and started for his native island. Touching at Waimea, he saw the well-known rainbow over Kaiopi, a half-hour's journey north of Kawahi, and followed it to Mulau, and then to Puki in Kohala, where he finally met and conversed with Laikawai. He procured a double canoe for the party, and they sailed together to Lai-Oahu, where he learned the history of Lai-Kawai. That night his guardian deity informed him in a dream that she was the person he had been seeking for so long, and directed him to take the party to Hyena-Kawai. In the morning he offered a pig and fowl before her, and obtained her consent for him to become her guardian. Then he sailed for Kauai, and settled at Honopuwaikua. In one of his subsequent tours, the prophet found, on arriving at Wailua, that all the virgin daughters of the petty chiefs and courtiers on Kauai had been collected there, in order that Aiwokupua might select two new wives to take the place of Polaihu and Haina Kama Lama. The prophet spoke so contemptuously of the girls brought there for inspection and boasted so loudly of the beauty and graces of his adopted daughter that quarrel arose and he was thrown into prison. He escaped during the night, however, and it was reported to the chief that he was dead. He had left a banana trunk wrapped in cloth 
and it was offered on the altar of the heu in the place of his body at the moment when the deception was discovered the prophet made his appearance on the platform of a double canoe at the mouth of a river with laikawai and the five sisters on board then laikawai stepped upon the platform surrounded with the insignia of a taboo chief and the wind ceased the sea rose thunders reverberated lightnings flashed and the hiu and altar were shaken almost to ruins the assembled multitude shouted in admiration of the beauty of laikawai and awakupuo after recovering from the shock of what he had witnessed sent a herald to demand her in marriage but the prophet proudly answered that she was not for such as he and would marry no one of lower rank than the sovereign of an island they then returned to honapuawaikua we will now return to kahalumapamapawa who was sent to a far distant land in search of her brother in the hope of making him the husband of laikawai for four months the great moo swam with her in his mouth and they arrived at last at kialohilani but the guardian of the place was absent on a visit to the moon and they awaited his return for twenty days on his arrival he was greatly alarmed at the sight of the gigantic reptile lying with his head in the house and his tail in the sea and without a word flew to numalani to consult kaleokamalama the powerful kupa who shut the door on the pia kupu of the kukulu o kahiki where Kaoohiokala was concealed. They returned together. The Kupua, armed with a lau palu, a hundred paces long, with which to slay the moo. Just as he was preparing to strike, the moo stirred his tail in the ocean and sent a tremendous breaker rolling inland, and they both started to retreat. At that moment, the moo cast out. Kalalaupuana on the neck of her uncle, Kaliliukana Lama. He asked her who she was and the object of her visit, which she explained, and also their relationship. They both embraced her affectionately, for they were brothers of her mother. In furtherance of the purpose of her visit, Kalio kalamalama took his niece with him on a ten days journey to the place of ascent where he called upon lana lana nui makua to let down the ladder before long a sort of spider's web branching through the air descended he then gave his niece full directions as follows here is your way to ascend until you see a single house standing in the moon in the land of kahakikia where dwells mona li 
Hai Kawa Ki Lee, your father, an old man with long hair and bent head. If he is awake, do not approach him, lest he see you first, and you die before you have a chance to speak. Wait until he is asleep on his back, then cautiously approach from leeward, spring on his breast, grab him tightly by the beard, and chant the melee in which I will instruct you. Instructing her in the melee, he continued, Explain to him the object of your visit, and all will be well. She was about to begin the ascent when he imparted this final information. In ascending, if fine rain falls and you are chilly, fear not. It is caused by your father. Climb on, and should you smell fragrance, know that it is caused by your mother and that you are approaching the end of your journey. If the sunbeams pierce you and the heat beats upon your head, do not fear. Persevere, and you will enter the shelter of the moon and be safe in Kahakikia. With these instructions, she boldly began the ascent. Climbing upwards without ceasing, toward evening she encountered fine rain and mist, Early next morning she smelt the fragrance of the shrub Keeley. At midday she suffered from the heat of the sun, and in the evening entered the cool shade of the moon in the land of Kahakikia. Observing a large house standing alone, she proceeded to the lee side and waited until the old man fell asleep on his back. She then grasped his beard and chanted the melee, as instructed by her uncle. He awoke, but she held him where lay his strength, and his struggles were vain. He asked her who she was, and about her relatives, and her answers were satisfactory. She then let go his beard, and he took her on his knee and wailed over her. He then inquired the object of her visit, and she related the whole story. He informed her that it was not within his power to grant her request, and that she must apply to her mother, who lived with her son, Kokala, in a sacred inaccessible place, and only visited Kahakikia once every month. By stratagem, she obtained an interview with her mother, Laua Ki Lua, and after great persuasion, secured her assistance in advancing the purposes of her visit. The old woman then summoned the bird god, Halu Lu Ki Ki Hio Kama Lama, to take them up into the pea kapu of the Kukulu. O Kakiki, the bird reached down a wing upon which they both mounted and were carried to Awikia noon, the god who opens the gate of the sun, where dwelt Kano Kihu Kala, the eyeball of the sun. They found the place shut in by thunder clouds. They called upon Awikia, who rose with intense heat and dispersed the clouds 
disclosing to their view the prince asleep in the very centre of the sun where the air was white with heat he awoke his eyes were like lightning and his body gleamed like molten lava laakilua called to him and said your favorite sister is here he looked up and then summoned the guardians of the shade to appear and stand before him this they promptly did and the heat of the sun was mitigated his resting place being thus shaded he called his sister to him and wailed over her for they had been separated for a long time he inquired the object of her visit and about their sisters and brother Aiwokipua, and was interested in all that related to them though the advice of his mother he consented to descend and marry laikawai and the signs of his coming he explained would be as follows first there would be a heavy rain and high surf before he started next there would be strong wind for ten days followed by thunder without rain then he would be in kahakiia when it thundered again twice he would be at numaliani and when it thundered thrice he would be in kia lohikalani there he would lay aside his taboo supernatural form and assume the human shape as a high chief after this there would be many portents such as thunder lightning rain fog rainbows high seas and mist on the ocean and in one month thereafter he would appear on the mountain ridge at dawn when the sun rose a halo would surround him and in the evening when the full moon rose in the night of malahilani he would appear and marry laikawai after this he would punish the enemies of his sisters and his bride as a token he gave to his sister for laikawai a rainbow robe kahalapuana was a month in returning to kilohiani where she found the moo in waiting for her he swam with her across the great waters to hawaii but not finding their friends at ola he hunted all through the islands like a dog scenting for his master until he found them at honopuwaikua kawaii the whole trip occupied eleven months and fourteen days Mapuna gave her friends a full history of her extraordinary journey to the dismay of laikawai who was awed at the thought of her intended husband the prophet who knew nothing of the mission of the sister until her return had predicted the coming of kai no Kala a month before and now he traveled around the island warning the people and advising Iwokupua in particular to set up taboo flags all around his place and collect his family within the precinct but he was repelled with insult he gave the same advice to 
Kekalukaiwa, who obeyed it in spite of the opposition of Waka. Ten days after the return of Kahalaomapua, the potents began to appear in the order already named, and in due time Kanaohiokala appeared, surrounded by a halo. Shouts of acclamation and homage were heard throughout the island, and Laikawai put on her rainbow robe. In the evening, as the full moon rose, the prince descended from the mountain and came within the circle of the prophet, and they all prostrated themselves before him. He spoke graciously to them and told Laikawai that he had come to make good the promise made to her through his sister. Then all shouted, Amana, Ua Noa, Lele, Wali, Au, La. A rainbow appeared, and on it the prince and his bride were suddenly drawn upward to the moon. A few nights after, as the moon was directly overhead, a rainbow was let down like a ladder, on which they descended. Summoning the prophet, the prince directed him to travel around the island and make proclamation for all to assemble at the end of ten days at Pihakalani. The five sisters, and afterwards the prophet, were taken up to dwell in the coolness of the moon. One morning, the assemblage at Pihakalani saw the rainbow again let down from the moon and standing upon it were the prince and his bride the five sisters and the prophet vengeance was executed upon waka who was killed by a thunderbolt and upon awakapua who was reduced to poverty and contempt lei and kikala Luakawa were retained in favor under Kahalawamapuana, who was designated as the regent of her brother, and the four other sisters were made the governesses of the rest of the islands of the group. The affairs of state being thus summarily settled, Kanahoiakala again departed with his bride up the rainbow beyond the clouds to dwell in the pi kapu o kukulu o kaki above the land called kaha kai kai five kahu hio kala made quarterly visits to his earthly dominions to see that all went well with their rulers lei had grown more beautiful than her sister, and he became enamored of her. To promote his designs, he made Kahalomapua re join regent with Mokulekahini in Kileholani, and appointed Kikalukalokiwa to the regency of the entire group. He then requested the regent to make a tour of the islands, leaving Laikohilohi at Pikana 
la annie he next applied to her guardian kapukuhahoa and gained his consent to aid in her seduction after kanohikohala had made two more trips to earth in furtherance of this intrigue laikohahili resolved to seek her husband and set sail accordingly for the windward islands she found him at honokalani maui engaged in an amour with hinikakama lama the hana chiefness who had abandoned aiwokapua after unavailing efforts to reclaim him she returned to Kauai. keohikala then renewed his visits and at last remained a year with the deserted wife the forsaken laikawai appealed to her father-in-law who directed her to go to the tabu hiu when old laukaua was asleep and consult the bowl of knowledge it was a wooden bowl covered with wicker work the edge of the lid being decorated with feathers and with carved images of birds standing on the rim she was to remove the lid insert her face in the bowl and call laukapili to give her the knowledge she required she followed these directions and saw what her husband was doing on earth his father and mother also looked and observed for themselves the treachery of their son straight away the latter was let down to the presence of kano kala the sky was darkened and filled with uncanny forms and ghastly voices wailed through the air uahali kalani the heaven has fallen then the three were seen standing together upon the rainbow ladder and mona Kili proceeded to pronounce judgment on Kaohiokala. He was never to return to the upper world and was doomed to become a lapu, a specter or wandering ghost, and live on butterflies. Kala Laopaana took his place in the sun. Laikawai, at her earnest request, was restored to earth to live with her sister, and the government of the group was entrusted to the prophet. Laikawai had her name changed to Kawani o Kaluia, the Lady of the Twilight, under which title she was worshipped by certain families after her death. End of chapter 29 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.